Hi, this is Dawn Shireen, and this is my podcast, Dancing with Bipolar. So what would you think that boobs and mental health have in common? Well, I don't know, but let's find out today with my guest, Joni DeCampley from Boobalicious. Hello. Hello, how are you? Well, how are you doing today? I am doing great, thank you. So, I've already done an intro for you, and I didn't give away any of the details as to um, what you and Boobalicious are doing for the mental health community. So, why don't you just give us a brief overview of your company, and then I will have some more direct questions in regards to the mental health aspect of what it is that you are doing for your community. Okay, great. Uh, This is how it all started. I was laid off from a corporate job. And I was working in retail part-time. And one hot summer night, I had that awful boob sweat. And uh, uh, the struggle's real. And I said (laughs) to my co-worker, you know, there should be an all-natural breast deodorant. And I'm going to make it and call it Boobalicious. Well, I did it. I created an all-natural breast deodorant called Boobalicious. Started selling it on Etsy right away within... Two days I was selling Boobalicious on Etsy, getting recognition on Allure Beauty Online, Refinery29, went international. Everything was going great. And then in the meantime, I had to put a hold on Boobalicious. I was actually winging it and just selling it on Etsy. I had three children. One has mental illness and addiction, my daughter, and I have a son who's an alcoholic. So when my daughter came to me and said she needed help, Of course, I dropped everything, and financially, I did not know how I was going to pay her way to recovery. I sent her to Miracles Do Happen in Delray, Florida, owned by Millie, Tennessee. So the money I had in my account from Boobalicious paid my daughter's way to recovery. It paid for her travel expenses, her monthly rent, and what what other needs she needed. Then a year later, my son was in a car accident, DUI, and then I had to go and help him. And of course I got him in, you know, a a, a rehab in Allentown PA called White Deer Run and, you know, pay for his lawyer, pay for his recovery. So that's what brought me to Boobalicious is more than a product. It's a purpose. And Mm -hmm. if I did not have that money to help my children, I don't know, I don't know what I would have done. So now I'm working with Millie uh, right now in the woman's recovery. At the end of the year, I will help a family uh, pay the uh, one month's rent of, of sober living, and I will pay for the travel expenses. In November, I'll be working with Wayside, which is in Delray, Florida. It, it's My daughter actually got a scholarship there as an inpatient for three months for a dual diagnosis because she's bipolar and, and with addiction. So they have women that work there at, on an eBay store and they will be selling and marketing Boobalicious and they will be getting 50% of everything to keep the woman working. And also a percentage of that will go to a scholarship for another person that needed it just like my daughter so I'm paying it forward and giving it back and it's my passion yeah that's awesome um I didn't know that you didn't tell me before what your daughter's diagnosis was with the bipolar yeah so as a a parent when you found out that your daughter had bipolar disorder did you like already have an inclination that she did have that or was it like complete shock when the diagnosis came out and 
in you know you were told that she had bipolar you know there were signs but i didn't know that it was bipolar i didn't know what it was i just thought it was a typical teenage girl going through things and the signs were there she would get upset very easily she was losing her friends it just doesn't her grade she went from an a student to like a d student so she had a clinical evaluation done at school and when i found out actually i was devastated and i actually went to a therapist so i could be a better parent to her because of the mood swings and the therapist said to me you're acting like this is a death and it's not she goes this is like someone having you know being diabetes and they have to take their insulin shots you know your daughter needs to take medicine and it's it's not the end of the world she will she will be okay but she said i will tell you this it's going to be a roller coaster ride until she's at least in her 20s and and that therapist was right on. It was a roller coaster ride until yeah. she was about twenty four, until she knew how to handle her her mental illness. Wow, so but devastated. That's kind of what I would have. I I mean, I don't. By the time I was diagnosed, my parents were already long gone, but um, I was devastated when I got my diagnosis of bipolar disorder. How did your daughter take it? Was she finally relieved that? you know, now there's an answer to what's going on and, you know, there was help for her? I want to say yes and no. I think she was relieved, but of course, like you were devastated. She was devastated, you know, you know, 15 years old, 14, you know, taking medicine. I, I, you know, I would find, you know, she didn't want to take the medicine and I would find, and, and, you know, I would get grief from, you know, my in-laws, not know because you don't know the illness. You don't know what you don't know. Right. And as a parent, it's so hard to watch the mood swings, to learn about it. I, I must have read three books on bipolar because I wanted to be the best parent I could be for her. But, you know, when she wasn't taking her medicine, I get blamed for it. But I couldn't control her. She would hide it in her dolls or in her dress, <laughs> find these pills everywhere. And I thought she was taking them. And you physically can't force the pill down your teenager's mouth. You just can't. So I said to her, I said, when you're ready, because I can't watch you 24-7, and I love you, and I'm here for you, but when you're truly ready to get help, I am here 100%, but I can't help you if you won't let me, and you're not helping yourself. Well, she came back to me and said, okay, I'm ready, and she was about 16, and we found a great um, um, teenage group for um, bipolar uh, girls that ranging from 13 to like 16, best group ever. And she started going to that, started taking her medicine. So things did get a little bit better. But as a parent, it's, it's truly a roller coaster ride, just like the therapist told me. Right. So now you said that she went in for dual diagnosis. So what form of drugs was she abusing on top of having the mental disorder? She was prescriptions. Uh, oh. she, she was doing the prescriptions. She wasn't a drinker. She was more of the prescription to take away, I guess, what she was going through with the bipolar. I mean, and I'm not, but what I learned and you could correct me, I guess she was medicating herself Yep. and, and, and trying to take away the feeling that she did not like. Right. Now I wonder what her feeling was. Cause I just always felt like there was just something that wasn't clicking in my brain properly. Like I had a broken gear or something where, you know, I was close to being normal but there was that one broken gear where everything just like, it just would stop. And I couldn't, 
you know, I couldn't get to be like how everybody else, what I felt like everybody else was. So I too was, I'm too, I'm a dual diagnosis. I uh, medicated myself with marijuana and alcohol. And then at a point in time, because I wasn't diagnosed till I was 40. So I had a long life of um, drug addiction, not realizing that if I had just been diagnosed with the bipolar at an earlier stage, that my life would have gone so much easier than it did. But, um, you know, I mean, I'm diagnosed now. I get the medication thing. I hate taking my meds. Anybody that listens to this show on a continuous basis knows how much I despise taking my meds because it does help us, but it also takes a part of us away. And I wonder if that's, you know, when she was first diagnosed, that's how she felt on her medication. Like, yeah, it makes me better, but it makes me not me, you know, because that's what I feel like. Um, it makes it does. It makes me better. It makes me able to adjust and be part of society. But it takes away a different part of me, like my creativity. And I hate that. I feel like I'm flatlined is what I say. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that's how she felt. I don't know. And I know if you ever want to interview her, I know she would probably come on your show and talk about how she was diagnosed at 13 and how she struggled with it. And, you know, she's been in recovery five years and she still goes to therapy. She, you know, she maintains, you know, and it's still like, you know, her stability is great, but then it, you know, she has her off time. She gets overwhelmed very easily. And she has to, like, check herself in, like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. she, she'll, she'll call her a therapist because, you know, she's sober. She's still dealing with her bipolar. Right. Right. I call it going in for a tune-up, um, you know, and, yeah. like, I had two just recently. My last one was in March, so I'm not that far out from that. But, yeah, I call it going in for a tune-up, you know, I need a couple adjustments here and then come out and be better and this time I'm actually complying with everything they told me to do because it's you know I'm 54 now so it's like this game is getting really old Mm -hmm. and it's time you know it's really time to just do what they say and you know because I don't want to die and that's one of the you know the side benefits of bipolar is that if you don't do what you're supposed to your chances of committing suicide are pretty high Mm -hmm. um did you ever have that in, with her? Did she ever go into a suicidal ideation stage or actually do try to commit suicide? Well, you know, and I will have her actually get on the show because I don't know what me to say and what she's not like me to say, but I will tell you this. As a parent, you experience everything with a bipolar child. And as a parent, we need help. We need to go to counseling. We need to go to therapy. And I'm on the other end, even though, you know, I'm not bipolar, but I'm a parent of a child or, you know, of an adult child now. So if there's parents listening, I mean, I suggest highly that we need therapy because we need to learn how to deal with it because we just don't know. We Mm -hmm. don't, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, I'll tell you this, she wouldn't work. And I couldn't understand. Just get a job, work. You need to work. You need to make money. You just can't lay in bed all day. I went to a bipolar group and I asked, I was walking by. I actually looked it up because we moved to a new state and um, everything was new. So I went, I looked up a bipolar group and I went there and there was about 10 
10, 10 adults, female and male, and I asked if I could join them. And they said, well, this is for us. What we say is private. So they talked to the leader. Everybody was okay. They actually let me in their group and listened to everyone. Well, after I heard all their stories and all like the meltdowns they had uh, with working and the anxiety they get, I came home and I went right to my daughter's bedroom and I hugged her and I told her how mm-hmm. sorry I was that I was forcing her to work. Because it, when you're not medicated and you're not stable, you can't work. I mean, nope. it cripples you. And I didn't understand that. So as parents, you know, we need to have a better understanding of what our loved one is going through and, and be a little bit more, you know, tell them that you love them and be a little bit more patient, patient, right. be a good word, be patient, a little bit more compassionate. Compassion, mm-hmm. That's the word I'm yeah. looking for. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, like you said earlier, you don't know what you don't know. And I mean, believe me, I've had, I've lost so many people in my life before I was diagnosed that just didn't get me and I didn't get me either because I just felt like why can't I just like settle in and like live life like everybody else and I couldn't I mean I'd have my highs my manic times which were out of control and then I would crash and go into that depression where like literally you can't get out of bed and it's not an over exaggeration like you just literally cannot get out of bed so I can only imagine as a parent how like you said earlier, devastating it was to watch your daughter just not be able to succeed at life and not know why. Exactly. And you know, and me as a parent, you know, I was always at her school. I can't tell you how many times I was at her school because of, like you just said, the high mania. I mean, and being in the classroom, being disruptive, I had to go get her. But, you know, we had to understand and, you know, like the teachers would tell me because I was, I was her best advocate. Like I was her number one advocate and I fought for her. Now, if she did something wrong, I would not fight for her. I wasn't that type of parent. But when the teachers didn't understand when, you know, when you are bipolar, you're very impulsive and you do act up and like you go through that mania. So I had to explain to them, you know, even though she's being kicked out because she's disrupting the classroom, there's a reason for it. And there's certain ways we need to, be a little bit more respectful and don't look like she's a spoiled brat at home because she's not. I mean, I had mm-hmm. discipline, but the teachers need to understand, have a little better understanding when they do have a student, they need to have a little bit more compassion and understanding as well. Sounds like your cat agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm I'm like waiting for my dog to start barking at any moment. So we're we're totally good. Um so now let's just get a little bit more into your company. Um, because you know, I'm I don't have big boobs, so the whole boob sweat thing was like beyond me. So, you know, I did a little bit of research into your company and um, how did you go around, like, did you make your first, like the first products yourself in order to make it like chemical free and no animal testing and all that, which I greatly appreciate that, you know, you did it that way, but did you, were you your own test subject? I guess I should be asking when you first started it. You know, I started this, like I said, I was laid off from a job and I, I, got all my raw ingredients i googled everything i did my research what each ingredient would do to your body and and i i got the ingredients that i would want on my sensitive skin 
And then I just gave it out to friends and they would say, oh my gosh. And I'm not a doctor, so I can't claim this. Right. They would say, would take their rash away. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's even better. But it, it would take the rash away and some of my customers would take the odor away. So I, I gave a lot to my friends and they all loved it. And right now I have over 4,000 units sold on Etsy. And I'm really proud of this because I started this on my own with $75. And I learned everything from Google with my best friend. And, wow. and I'm a five star. See, that's good. 4,000 units on Etsy is amazing, actually. I, I tried to run an Etsy shop for a brief period of time. with um, I, make, I make lions out of like fabric yo-yos. And um, I just couldn't do it. It was just so much work. And there's just, there's so much more to it than people can even understand that when you bring a product to market, I mean, you have to, you have to promote it. You have to package it. You have to sell it. You have to ship it. It, it gets to be a lot. Um, it, it's, so I, it's a lot of work. And entrepreneurship, like I said, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. It is <laughs> so hard. It's not easy. But what my motivation is, like after going through everything I did with my son and my daughter, I was like, it's like a blur because I was working full time. I have a, a, a young, I had a young, you know, I have a younger son. He's 15 now. So working full time, taking care of family, running the business at nighttime, and then worrying about the two older ones with their addiction. I mean, it, it was really hard and, and it's like a blur, but now my passion and my, my motivation is because Boobal like I just sat down like, oh my gosh, Boobalicious has a purpose. This is more than a product. And I sat down and wrote my story and put it on Etsy. Like and, and that drives me because I can't stop because I like I truly want to help families because I know what I went through and I don't want them to stress out. And, and have the financial worries that I had. So th that keeps me going. That, that is my passion and my, my children are my motivation. Yeah, I love the idea of pay it forward. Um, like this, the podcast now is like my baby. And had I known again how much work it was going to be before I started it, I probably never would have started it. But I like just jumped in cold because I felt like I had a story and people needed to hear it so they didn't feel so alone in their, you know, own mental illnesses or, you know, as now as a parent, I'm finally getting to touch on that avenue of it. So any parents out there that are listening won't feel like they're the only ones that are going through this. Now, it doesn't mean that they need to go start their own product line, <laughs> you know, to fund to fund other families. But the whole pay it forward idea is great. And you said that you'll be doing that with what Wayside Wayside House? Is that what it's called in Delray? Wayside in Delray. And um, miracles do happen. Millie is like a godsend to me. And she, my daughter went there. And we are working together. And my goal was to do it within a year. It'll be two years. But at the end of the, the year, I've been saving my own money. And she will call me and say, this family really needs your help. And she'll screen the calls because, of course, I want to help a family that financially can't afford it. And that's right. where I'll pay the travel expenses and one month's rent. See, that's amazing. Now, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about Boobalicious before we finish this? Like how people can get it if, you, um, if they can write to you to order it or how to get to your Etsy shop? 
Oh, yeah. It, I have a website, myboobalicious.com. And I'm on Amazon Prime. Just went Amazon Prime two weeks ago. Awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> and then my Etsy shop. And, and, and seriously, and, and if there's a parent out there and they feel like, you know, they're alone, I'm here to help because I went through it. I know what it's like. So I'm here to help as well. Wow. So you hear that, parents, if you're having an issue and you need to get your kid into treatment or any form of help, just contact Joni at those at those addresses. Um, I'm not going to give your phone number out online unless you want it to be because I, I can see you getting jammed up on that really badly. <laughs> well, they can reach me through um, Etsy, my website. They can uh, leave me a message and I will get back to them or I'm on Facebook. Oh, there you are on Facebook. Actually, I tried to I tried to steal the whole book, my book, my Boobalicious, um, where it shows the product line, and it wouldn't let me do it because I wanted to make that for um, how to get people to listen to this show today. Oh, but um, <laughs> well, people will people listen anyway. Believe me, I'm almost at a thousand listens on the platforms that Anchor recognizes, but I'm on 15 different platforms. So believe me, the message will get out there for people. Um, so is there anything else you'd like to say as a parent or as a shop owner or as anything in regards to what you're doing? You know, just as a parent going through what we go through, if you're going through it, you know, I always have, you know, a sense of humor. You have to laugh because, you know, it, the struggle is real when you're you're a parent of a child that has mental illness and addiction. And, you know, some days you might feel like you can't get through it, but, you know, you can. And, and one thing I always did, I always knew, I prayed to God, I believed that my daughter would, like the simple things, drive a car, have a job. I always, always believed it. And I even told the teachers, she will be someone someday and you just watch out. And she is helping others. She's working, she's driving, she's doing great. And I'm so proud of her. That's awesome. All right, Joni. Well, if there's not anything else you'd like to say, and we can always have you back on um, when Boobalicious gets to their, you know, 20,000 units of sale and see how much you've expanded your helping of the community where you live. But otherwise, um, this was a great interview and I appreciate greatly you coming on and bearing your soul about what it's like to be a parent with a bipolar child. And, um, May Boobalicious grow. <laughs> I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission for it to grow so I can help hundreds and thousands of families for sure. That's my passion. And and thank you for all you do for helping others as well. Well, yeah, it's it's my it's my calling. Since I came out of the hospital in March, I knew that I had to do something better than just keep on relapsing and messing up. And uh, this is my mission now is to bring bipolar and other mental illnesses into the forefront so people aren't scared of us and we can try to break the stigma of, you know, what it is. And even as a parent of a child with bipolar, I'm sure that you felt that stigma as well. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I did. So may we break the stigma and may Boobalicious grow and may my podcast hit 10,000 listeners, and, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's, let's just grow it together. So I want to thank you very much for coming on today and um, I'll tag you in it when it comes up and um, God bless you, Joni, for what you do. And God bless you and thank you and have an awesome day. You too. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. So thank you, Joni, again. Um, and if any of you ladies 
have a problem with boob sweat or boob rash or anything that has to do with um, having big boobs, um, go to go to Joni's site, my, myboobalicious.com, or look for her on Amazon Prime, which is so exciting. Her product is Boobalicious, exactly as it sounds, and uh, order some of her products so that she can help more people on her mission of bringing bipolar out in the open and making sure that people aren't stigmatized by it. So again, this is Dawn Shireen. This is my podcast, Dancing with Bipolar, and you all have a good one. Stay alive now, okay?